Welcome back to Disney Conversations. This is your host, Magical Matthew Wallace, and have I got a tale for you. So stick around. We're going to look at Disney from a little bit different perspective. Stay tuned. Welcome to Disney Conversations, a Disney fan podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Wallace. Disney Conversations is sponsored by Magical Matthew Travel. At Magical Matthew Travel, we specialize in all of your Disney destination planning. Contact us today at magical underscore Matthew at outlook.com for your free, no obligation quote to your favorite Disney destination. Magical Matthew Travel is a proud affiliate of the Travel Quest Network. So last week, I went to Walt Disney World with my daughter and her best friend. And for the most part, we had a really excellent time. We toured in two different ways, and you'll hear more about that in later episodes. But for this episode, I wanted to take the time to kind of look at a few things in a different light. You know, we make reservations for the resorts and stuff, but a lot of times we just don't take time to enjoy them. So the first thing I want to encourage you to do is do just that. Take some resort time. After all, you paid for it. You might as well use it. I took time every day. Went to the pool, took a little rest. We had park hoppers, so I wasn't too concerned. And I really actually enjoyed the resort, which in this case was Pop Century. And you would think because of it being a value resort, it wouldn't have a whole lot to offer. It has more than you know. There are three pools, themed differently. And I'll talk more about that again in a future episode. The other thing I want to encourage you to do is when you're in the parks, stop and take time to just soak in some of the ambiance. Do a little people watching because that alone can be very interesting. You see people from all different walks of life enjoying these parks. And I think that that is the basics of what Walt Disney had in mind when he first came up with the idea of doing Disneyland. And I'm sure beyond any doubt, that he wants that to continue through every park that has his name on it. Here's a good one. If you need it, take a break. There are a lot of people that hit the ground running when they get to Walt Disney World. We call it commando style. And I know what that's like because my beloved wife does that as well. She is one of those that thinks we spent the money, so we got to get our money's worth out of it. Your money's worth depends on your point of view. Are you there to hit every attraction? Okay, that's fine. Go for it. Have a great time. But if you want to also get a little relaxation or a little peace, that's okay too. That kind of takes us back to the first point of using your resort, but there are other ways to take a break as well. Strategically placed dining reservations can help take that little break. Let's face it, a good sit-down meal is going to take you an hour and a half to two hours. You're going to be in air conditioning. You're going to be enjoying a good meal. You can relax. 
Most of the restaurants do not hurry you along. I can't say that's true for everyone, but most of them let you take your time because I think they know that's part of what you're doing. One of the things I observed greatly in all of the parks is the mix of ages. There were a lot of 20-somethings, young kids that had just gotten married, older kids that had just gotten married. And let's face it, when we're at Walt Disney World, everybody is a kid. But there was a great range of ages from, of course, the little ones who are there to see Mickey to the older folks who are there to enjoy everything there is about Walt Disney World. In other words, there is something there for everybody. The question is, are you willing to look for it a little bit? It's not hard, but you do have to keep your eyes open. One more thing is to be open to the unexpected because you never know what opportunity might just pop up your way. I had that experience at one point, and actually, as it turns out, I had two. We'll talk about the second one here in a moment. But just to give you a for instance, I was at a show at Disney Hollywood Studios. I was waiting for the show to begin and just happened to pull up the advanced dining reservation part of my Disney Experience app. And I was able to score a last minute boathouse reservation. That one's particularly difficult at times. But I was traveling alone on this particular day. So room for one was easy to pull off. And you'll hear more about that in a future episode. Don't you just love all these cliffhangers I'm throwing out your way? Now, the only thing that I noticed that might be a negative in my entire trip is that mousekeeping is coming in less and less. We had some trash piling up in our cans, and they use little cans. My suggestion to you, Disney, is that if you're going to cut back on the amount of mousekeeping that's taking place, you might want to get slightly larger trash cans to handle the extra load. Now, we had ordered in some food from Garden Grocer, so we had a couple of larger paper bags, and I used those to kind of sort our trash with between recycling and just garbage. Those worked for the most part through the week. Well, that's it for this section, but hang on, because I got a tale for you. I'll be right back. Hello, listener. Have you ever thought that maybe you didn't want to be just a listener any longer to these podcasts? That's how I got started. Well, I'd like to invite you to begin a conversation with me to come aboard and be a part of Disney Conversations. If you have any type of fan background in anything having to do with Disney, please contact me at DisneyConversations at Outlook.com and let's get talking. There are a lot of details that go into this particular trip to Walt Disney World, and I am going to cover that on a future episode. As you may remember from the last episode, our friend Jeanette is going to come on and kind of flip switches with me, and she's going to ask me questions about my trip, and that's when you'll learn a lot of the detail. There's also a potential opportunity for me to be on another podcast, and I'll let you know about that as that solidifies. But for now, let me just talk about my little upside down day. Our last day there, we were getting ready to go to Epcot. And as you may remember, I stated that I was at Pop Century. The girls and I were talking. We were going down the steps. I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention to what I was doing. And I missed the last step and I took a pretty good fall. 
Now, if you're familiar with Pop Century, we were in the 50s area, and the stairways there are bowling pins. So I guess in this case, the bowling pin got even for all the times I beat it up with my ball. I took a pretty nasty tumble, and it hurt really bad. Now, the one thing I noticed was there were some construction workers next door in one of the yo-yos, and they stopped their work to come make sure I was okay and call for help. Several of the mouse keepers came over, and eventually the resort manager showed up as well. They called the Reedy Creek Fire Department and sent their paramedics over here to check me out. And as far as they could tell, nothing was broken. Now, I got to tell you, I'm a diehard Disney fan. This was my last park day, and I wasn't going to let something like a little injury keep me from going to Epcot on my last day. Epcot is my favorite park. I enjoyed ending my time there by visiting my favorite park. However, I got to do it from a little bit different perspective. The paramedics checked me out as I said. They didn't think anything was broken. I was able to put weight on my left leg for a short time. The manager at Pop Century wrangled me up a wheelchair. The girls helped me get to the Skyliner. We got to Epcot. I was able to rent a scooter, and I toured Epcot from the point of view of somebody in a scooter. So let me tell you, it's a whole different perspective touring a park when you can't just freely walk around. I think I did pretty good. My first time using an ECV, I didn't hit anybody, and I didn't actually hit anything. Came close a few times. But for the most part, I just took my time. I wasn't in a hurry. I enjoyed most of the park. I did make a couple of small mistakes. The first attraction we went to once we got into the park was Frozen Ever After. I had never seen it. I've been wanting to see it. It did not disappoint. More details on that to come in a later episode. The tough part was is I had to transfer from the scooter to the little boat. That was painful. I didn't realize how difficult that would be, but it was a first try, so I had to give it a shot. Getting in and out was not fun. Got done with Frozen Ever After. We tooled our way around to Future World, and then the girls and I kind of split there. They went their way. I went mine. I found out how to get into Spaceship Earth as a disabled person, and they asked me if I could walk 30 feet from the bottom of the ramp, the exit ramp from Spaceship Earth, to go up and get into a car on that end. And I said, sure, why not? Well, that hurt too. I decided when I finished with Spaceship Earth that I wasn't going to be changing into any other ride vehicles. That was just way too difficult. So I have to say, for those of you that have to do this all the time, I respect your tenacity in getting through these parks. Maybe you weren't experiencing the pain like I was, but I still see this from a perspective that's a little different. I maneuvered my way over to Sunshine Seasons to enjoy a snack, and I waited to meet a friend there. And then I just took my time going back around World Showcase, taking pictures. I did make the stop at the American Adventure. That was a process. They had like eight wheelchairs for the particular show that I was there for, they have one elevator that moves everybody up to the theater section. Now, my question is on that one, the exit 
for American Adventure is just a long ramp. Why couldn't they just have us wheel ourselves up the ramp and go in the out part of the adventure? I don't know. Maybe the ECVs actually won't make that hill. Maybe it's too long, too steep. I don't know. But it seems like that would have been a lot easier to get everybody up there and situated in time for the next show. I think they actually started that show about five minutes late because of all the wheelchairs and ECVs that had to get parked. I got done with the American Adventure. I went and shot a couple more pictures to share with people down the road. And then I headed back to turn in my scooter. I got the wheelchair back that the Pop Century manager allowed me to use. Again, I'm very grateful to him. His name is Mike. If you see him, say hello for me. And I started wheeling myself out of Epcot toward the Skyliner. Well, I got down to the security checkpoint area, and there were a couple of cast members there. And I just asked, is there some way that somebody could help me get to the Skyliner? I can manage the Skyliner once I get there, but it's uphill. And by that time, my ankle was really throbbing. It was hurting really bad. I have to give applause to the cast members that helped me throughout this. At one point at Epcot, I did stop at first aid. They rewrapped my ankle. She gave me some ibuprofen and helped me take care of a few other things before I headed back out. That was my first experience with first aid and hopefully my last, but it was a very good experience. They have people in there that care about those of us that are visiting. And then again, at the security checkpoint, there was a cast member who was willing to push me all the way up to the Skyliner platform. They didn't have to do that in my mind, but they did. And I'm very grateful for that. When I got back to Pop Century on the Skyliner, downhill was interesting in a wheelchair. I had to use my hands as brakes. I'm not experienced at dealing with a wheelchair, so I've got a couple of blisters on my hand. But as I was trying to make my way back to my room, some other guests were coming by and They were good Samaritans. They asked if I needed help. I said, if you could just get me up to the level ground, I think I can handle it. They pushed me all the way to the elevator that I needed to get to my room. So saying all that to say this, seeing the park from the perspective of a wheelchair slash scooter opened my eyes to a lot of things. One, the scooters don't move as fast as you think they do, and they don't maneuver particularly well in many cases. I did notice that people, for the most part, moved over and gave room for me to get through, but I also wasn't in a huge hurry. I took my time. If there were a big group of people, I just pulled off to the side and waited for it to thin out, and then I continued my journey. I didn't feel the need to be rude, and I didn't see a lot of that from other people as well, so I've heard stories, but I personally did not see that on this trip. When things like Spaceship Earth stop, it's because somebody who is in some kind of a assist device needs a few extra seconds to get into their chair or to get into the ride vehicle. I know it's frustrating, but patience wins out. In most cases, it didn't stop for more than a minute. So it helps to be aware that that's probably what's going on. And that's the same thing with the Skyliner as well. My first ride on the Skyliner, I noticed that it did a lot of stopping. While most of the stations have an area that pulls these little cars off to the side to load and unload people in wheelchairs and ECVs. But there's one station that does not do that. 
and that's the station at the Riviera Resort. It doubles as a turn station, so there is no way for them to pull the little gondolas off to the side to load and unload wheelchairs and ECVs. So they have to stop the cable momentarily to load or unload somebody who needs that extra little bit of time. Again, those times of stopping were not very long. A couple of minutes, three minutes at the most, I think. And at first, I was a little discouraged by the fact that it stopped so many times. But my experience on Friday changes my perspective considerably. And my patience for that is going to grow more along the way. Just remember, those little stop and starts, they're just helping other guests to enjoy the magic a little more. When I got my bill for checkout at Pop Century, I was surprised to see that the cost for the ECV and my meal at Epcot was covered by Pop Century. I got a call from the evening manager after I got back to the room asking me if I needed anything. And I did tell him, said, well, I'm a little hungry. I just haven't figured out how I'm going to get food up here. He's like, I'll take care of that. Our food and beverage manager will be calling you shortly. You just tell him what you want. I got it covered. Now, many of you are probably asking, why didn't I go to urgent care or the hospital to have this checked out? To be honest, I wasn't sure that I had that serious of an injury. Maybe it was the shock. I don't know. But the other thing is that I have some wacky insurance. It's kind of hard to figure out how to use. And I wasn't sure that it would be a covered service. I have since found out it would have probably been covered. So maybe I should have gone, but I didn't. I waited till I got home to go get checked out. Now, getting through Orlando International Airport was a little bit different experience than Disney. I had to actually flag down an Orlando airport worker and ask them if there was some way I could get help with a wheelchair. Now, he was very nice, and unfortunately, I didn't see a tag. You know, I didn't see a name badge, so I don't know who he was. But if he happens to be listening, thank you very much for your assistance. He went over to one of the airline areas, snagged a chair for me to sit in while he actually went down to our airline, which was Spirit and let them know that I was sitting at a certain point that I needed assistance. It took a little extra time, but eventually the help did come. The girls were able to get our stuff checked in. I got help getting to our gate at Orlando International Airport. So that was really good once we got the help going. So again, I get a different perspective on things. I don't understand how some folks who have to deal with these things do it with such a positive thought, but I'm working on it. So to end our podcast today, I just want to say to the cast members at Pop Century Resort, at Epcot Center, on the Skyliner, and to those that helped me out through Orlando International Airport, you have my most humble thank you for all the assistance you gave me. Now that I'm home, I did go get things looked at, and the injury was worse than we initially thought. I broke a bone in my ankle the fibula. And because of that, I'm not going to be able to work for a few weeks. But you know what that will let me do? Record some more podcasts. So you can look forward to hearing from me in detail about this trip to Disney World that yes, even with a broken ankle, I found magic. So for now, this is Magical Matthew Wallace wishing you a fabulous week. I'll talk to you again soon. (laughs) 
You can listen to Disney Conversations, a Disney fan podcast, on all of the major podcast platforms. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, would you mind stopping by and leaving us a five-star rating? It would be a tremendous help. If you would like to support the show, please visit Magical Matthew Travel, where you will get your free, no-obligation quote for Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Lines, and Adventures by Disney. Contact them today at magical underscore Matthew at Outlook.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Until then, TTFN.